Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My granny went to, sorry, my mother-in-law. Can we just go that again? You don't want to get that one yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's, <laughs> she would be happy with that. <laughs> Hello and welcome back after what was really quite an epic weekend of European rugby. This is The Ruck, I'm Owen Slots, and I had an epic weekend too because my boss said, don't go to the Northampton game. No one could ever question the hours and effort and miles that you put in, Owen, to give your readers the ultimate in rugby coverage. So why don't you just stay at home and watch as much of it as you can on the TV? Thank you very much, boss. So what was the worst game of the weekend? Almost definitely Northampton against Benetton. And who was the lucky man who went to that? Me. I got sent to Northampton and it was dreadful. And actually, thankfully, Chris Boyd acknowledged as much afterwards by apologising to everyone who was there. But I thought yeah. your report was very good, Alex. Oh, thank you. Well, he called the game dreadful, awful, horrible. I thought that was a bit hard on your report, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Alex Lowe, who's shrugging off the, uh, the absolutely awful day yesterday. Um, uh, Stuart Barnes, who says Alex wrote a decent match report. And Lawrence, who's uh, who's not so sure about it. Um, <laughs> Lawrence, you watched pretty much everything as yeah, well. I was in the comforts of the BT Sports studio, um, very warm. And yeah, across most of all the rugby on Saturday and Sunday, I thought it was a really highly entertaining weekend for round five. First time that five teams have actually qualified for the quarterfinal knockout stages after five rounds. That's quite interesting. Reasonable balance of, of uh, representation as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still so much more to play for across uh, round six next weekend. It, it's a strange feeling to the competition this year because of the World Cup. It's obviously been condensed down into uh, you know a much shorter time frame. And uh, I can't quite work out whether that's a good thing or not. You have European rugby, then you put it away for a week and then you're back on it again. And uh, But oh, anyway... I think the scheduling is yeah. a nonsense this season, yeah. isn't it? Because you're... Dropping in and in and out of one and, and but, all, but everyone who says who argues oh we should do what the southern hemisphere do and put it all in one go I'm not, I'm not quite sure you'd want all of the all of those wonderful weekends back to back you know week after week because that's true. you get these kind of subplots of, of is he going to play is he injured and what were the Irish teams do because they couldn't rest people rest their teams in between <laughs> could they they need all those weeks so off I, to, so to I do think there is there is a balance to be struck <laughs> but it's it's a you know summation fascinating weekend some some great you know performances which we'll talk about in a second and looking ahead to next weekend so much still to play for three three more teams that we've got to work out who is going to qualify for the knockout stages where are they all going to finish so yeah very exciting all round Barnsley philosopher king uh, have you been watching rugby or studying Wittgenstein's take on the breakdown laws this weekend uh, Wittgenstein I have seen 10 games i got to say, uh, half-time in the Northampton game, I paused and I said to my wife, let's go to a country pub and consider the German philosopher and I'll come back to the second half. And, jeez, it was a painful... Se- when you've got that capacity... Surely you stayed in the pub. 
No, I, well, I didn't know the score. When I came back, and you've got that temptation to press that sort of six times, and you're thinking, don't be a professional. It was painful. You're thinking, I've wasted about 30 minutes of my life. That second half, for all the points, was, was dire. Um, but I did watch an awful lot of rugby. And like Lawrence says, it was fascinating, if inconclusive. What I would say is it does look as if there's too much of a gap between the very best and the others. It's starting to look a little bit like the Champions League in football, where, you know, there's Barker, Bayern, there's Man City, there's Liverpool. Yeah, I forgot they're the winners, aren't they? There's not many teams can win it. Not Jonesy Spurs. No, 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 not Jersey Spurs, but, but definitely not my Arsenal. The Claremont of, uh, of the football but Champions the Super League. clubs are arriving, <laughs> and it's been happening for a while, you know. There, so go on then, no we, we think, so super clubs are uh, Leinster. Well, the super clubs show it, don't they? Toulon probably will come back. Yeah. But you look at Toulouse, Clermont remain a super club, even though they never won it, because they're always there or thereabouts. Um, if, if their super is a... Not capital S, but they are one. Saracens, obviously. Exeter are in the big league, but they're not a super club. They've got it all to prove they're, still. They're, yeah. they're on the verge of that, though, aren't they? No, no, no <clears throat> not yet. No, they've... They're... No, but they but they they qualified for the second time in their history, and they've done it very impressively this time. They had to go away last time, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they have. They, and have. they did it as a result of um, a moment of madness from Morgan Parra not kicking the, the points under the post. But I, I think you're right. You know, they haven't. They you haven't, got you got to be a serial semi final final team. All, I think to winner, be yeah. just, you know, and that's why I put Ras in there. Though they haven't won it like Clemont, but you know, the last four years have been in two finals. Mm. You know, it's going to be tough. Exeter, as I think, are en route. But until they prove it, you can't call them that. So, to get back into all that, we've got a, a quiz for our um, uh, egghead-in-chief, Alex Lowe, because he knows everything, and we like to check that. OK, Alex, just prove us that you're switched on as ever. Uh, question one, which NFL team was Eddie Jones publicly declaring his allegiance for again this last week? Um, the Houston Texans. And did that help them much? No, no, they got spanked. Not at all. They got absolutely destroyed yesterday. Are I, you I, an NFL guy as well? Of course. Well, I'm a late, I'm a late night or midnight old candle burner. So I, um, you have to be. I mean, you have to have not really enjoy any sleep to be an NFL fan. Yeah. There was only so I went to Northampton yesterday. But the only game sports match I was looking forward to yesterday was the Chiefs against the the Texans. I've I've grown up loosely well not loosely a, a Chiefs supporter because of yeah, me family too. connections or whatever Chiefs are we talking Exeter are we talking Waikato who are we talking about well, you must have been concerned after the oh, first five minutes so where they went first quarter, 14 nil down 24 nil down by half time they were 28-24 up and scored 41 points um, before uh, the Texans got back on board and as I was watching it and enjoying it I was thinking of Eddie with his, with his Houston Texans cap on which, which he tried to use during the World Cup to keep himself anonymous and wondering whether he was tuned in. Do, do we think that Eddie secretly added the Texans to the list of clubs that he is working as a, a quiet I think he'd consultant hope he hasn't. for? He'd hope huh? he hasn't. I hope he hasn't for his sake because the way they play... It's not, we're not going well, is it? Well, that sounds like... Uh, you know, we use that phrase, basketball rugby, when cynics want to have a pop at super rugby. It was this basketball NFL. It, it actually, it was, it was like that. Yeah. Basketball NFL. It was like that, yeah. There was, certainly for the Chiefs scored well, seven drives in a row this In fairness, though, the... the, the 
you know, they, they had a few weeks rest because they were so emphatically good to keep the Chiefs. So they looked a bit rusty, a bit like the, the old playoff system when you've, had a, when you've had a rest. Yeah. You know, it's to rest is to rust. Yeah. And, Lawrence, and, you need a rest. You watch every game of rugby at the weekend and then you tune into the NFL. It's <laughs> yeah. an excuse for a glass of wine. Yeah. Well, quite right too. <laughs> Eddie has been there though. I think that's why he's got his cap. I think he spent a few days... With the Texans. Oh, he must have made some money from that. Uh, uh, are the Packers doing all right? Can I just ask? Yes, the Packers won they last won as well, night, didn't yeah. they, against Seattle, uh, which was a big win. If actually. they make the playoffs, I get into NFL then, and I'm a, I'm a Packer tech the, man. You get the cheese out with I'm the I'm a cheese head, yeah. <laughs> cheese, I'm a cheese head, a wide head, you call it whatever. <laughs> I tell you, it's some service we provide on this podcast, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Bit of rugby, bit of NFL. Alex, uh, next question. As we all know, uh, Barnes, you know this as well as anyone, Stormzy has a number one single and album at the moment. Which uh, England player has been mentioned in a Stormzy rap? What? And it's not you or you. Mm. Uh, that's not Barnes or, or Delalio. If you, I do know. I do know. It's old though. You see, he it's knows not. Everything. It's not in the current on his new album. Or know that. Is that yeah. the one? Get heavy. Is that heavy? Chris, Chris Robshaw was name checked in a Stormzy track after the 2015 World Cup. Is that heavy? The head that wears the crown—that was the way not Chris Captain England. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, can't ima- I can't imagine it was some sort of compliment that he was given. No, actually, him. no. It was, was it? I can't. Remember. It was something along the lines of. Wasn't it something to do with his? If, when, when a guy highlights in his, when in a guy's, his barnet yeah, under pressure. Can, yeah, when a guy don't, don't, when a guy's been knocked down, he's going to get a comeback stronger or something. Oh, good for him. Something along those lines. Probably a bit more eloquent than that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't <laughs> probably probably rhymed as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a take on. Decision making five meters out. No, it wasn't. Do a, I, an, it wasn't that famous piece, rap song. Do I go for the corner or three points? <laughs> should I stay or should I go now? Yeah. <laughs> should I kick or should I be in that in my commentary position? Trust me. <laughs> should I kick or should I throw? As Joe Strummer said. <laughs> anyway, well done, oh, yeah. Alex. Oh. Who's was the better pass? Val Rapava Ruskin through the legs, or Teddy Uribe's long back oh. backhanded flick to set up the Teddy Tomat oh, I, I thought Teddy Uribe's one was. Sensational. One-handed. One-handed. I mean, he obviously he got him. He didn't need to, but in I wonder whether you get. I mean, Barnsley to do you get more distance? Yes. Doing it like that. Well, so I think now everyone it looked flash, when the referee calls penalty advantage, whenever yeah. you, no one should kick the ball away. You should all try a yeah. one-handed twenty-three meter reverse pass, and then if that doesn't work, you get your penalty back. If you kick it, you definitely don't. There was an, there was another one in the, in Japan. I saw on. Um, Social media this weekend. What, what one of those passes? Through, uh, no, through, sorry, this was a through the legs pass from Matsushima, the Japan fullback, which was pretty special yeah. too. Because it was, it was a, it was not just a flick. It was like a proper yeah. through, almost like a um, a snap on yeah. in the NFL. It was a long distance through the legs pass. Mm. Mark Evans's global rapid rugby would be giving extra points for that, wouldn't they? I tell you, Reece Zamet's had a couple of moments in the last few weeks. Oh, where has, yeah. Not just not just running around people or, or through people, but actually he's yeah. offloading. And his, his handling has been quite sensational. Yeah, that I, I've got to say, people get carried... They score a try and you're thinking, Lawrence or myself could just about have got in there. Slight exaggeration, but if you're halfway quick, you're going to score some of the tries. But that running line, the way he just pulled the man out of position and gave the pass to Hines was exceptional. Can I just go back to Teddy Ariberin? Don't jump on the bandwagon. I've loved that man for well over two years now, and everyone's saying, isn't he great? Yeah. And when I when I heard uh, your commentator yeah. saying the reason he's not in the French squad is because he's wild, yeah. I loved him even more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the comment was the Teddy boys in tandem. Ah, the, uh, fantastic. Teddy my- to Teddy. The French are building. I mean, with Dupont and um, mm. yeah, Ariberin. I mean, that's... Well, you, you've, you've written that this week, Barnsley. What? About the, the French are building. Yeah, well... I think their squad made that pretty... 
Think about their squad. There's was, was so, so much youth in there. It's going to take might, two they years. They might need it? to. They might need to just even though he's jettisoned everyone who's actually won anything, which is not much, but they've won something. Mm. He might need to go back and pick one or two players just to give them a little bit more of a guidance because I'm not sure they've got that you can just do that and win anything. It's all right saying four years time is great, but you know if you get to four years and you haven't won anything, you're going to struggle. But you know they, uh, we might be proved wrong. I like this squad. But I suspect it's possibly going to be a year early. It, it, this is a team with youth, the courage of youth that could go and beat England, but could go and blow a game they should win. But I t- seen it that way. I, I think there's no doubt at all. Uh, Galtier, everything is about the World Cup, and I, I've I've lost my rag with this four-year plan. You don't need it. But well, France, South Africa proved that, didn't they? But, but 16 France, sixteen-year, sixteen-month plan. Yeah, France have definitely gone for a young build inside and what Lawrence says they might have to get some sticking plaster to make it work and the other thing I'd say for the World Cup is like his team um, they had their horrible moments against Scotland away mm. and at Wembley against Wales you it's did about look, Lawrence's team yeah, yeah. Well, it's just that you pointed and but, it's a podcast and people can't see you doing that you learn from it don't you yeah. well everyone everyone remembers that Lawrence was involved in that Welsh game <laughs> but do, you learn from do, it and yeah. I think it helped him win a World yeah. Cup Lawrence welcome to bring that up yeah well one defeat I mean <laughs> every now and yeah. again everyone, every, needs, everyone needs one every, every season again. once a season, season we can mention never that. lost a game of rugby ever in their life but uh, there we go <laughs> one defeat in a World Cup lol I'd yeah, take I'd it take mate I'd take that as well but they, they're building and you know let's not forget that the Wales won the Grand Slam the first year that Gatlin and Edwards took over so I got a feeling that this year, you know, there's a lot of new coaching teams in the Six mm. Nations, um, and I think someone's going to cause a bit of a surprise. It may not be a Grand Slam, but I think someone we least expect will win the championship. But also on those on those French uh, kids in the World Cup, Peno and Entomac, two of the youngest, were two of their best players. Mm. They were outstanding, and Antoine Dupont, who's only about yeah. seventeen. Dupont, as well. du- Dupont, yeah. I think Dupont and Camille Chat yeah. could be. The best players in the world in their positions by the end. Camille by Sack the end of the, outstanding, I agree. But by the end of this season, uh, Entomac, he's got to find his position. The other thing about him, finally, France haven't had a fly half since Jean-Pierre Romer, and I was going to Cardiff as a twelve-year-old to watch him. Mm. They have struggled so much. They fl- they flirted with uh, Freddie Michelac, but they never had a, a top fly half in Jalibert. And in Carbonell, they've got two kids, 20 and 21, who, by the time the World Cup comes at 25, will have gone through the Wilkinson-type learning process. The 76-0 Australia game, well, they've taken battering. Well, I think the French have finally realised that, that you can't win at the very highest level by everything going through your nine. No. The game has to be played a bit further away. And if you look at what Rassing are doing at the moment, if you look at what Claremont are doing, where everything goes beyond 10, out to 12, 13, Definitely, 14, 15, yeah. and to lose, I think they're, and hopefully the, the penning has dropped with the French coaching team, that you know nine is not it, it, it is kind of the, the, the prince, but actually 10 need, and the 12 and 13 need to be the kings of what happens. So, you gen- so you're thinking that that sort of French philosophy has just changed them? It's changing, definitely. I think they've realised that, yeah, of course, nines are important and you can stick it up the jumper and, 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 and be big and tough up front and you've got, to, you've got to do all of that. But the game is won by the, uh, by the, by the especially now where there's so much more pace and, and uh, you know, out wide in, in all these teams. You've got to play to your strengths. Okay, um, we're, we're still doing the quiz, by the way, but it's just. But it's uh, throwing up good. It's debate, good. Isn't it? It's good. It's just slightly lost its rhythm. So, final question, um, or the two questions: uh, Who is the highest point scorer in the Champions Cup this season, Alex? Uh, uh, John Cooney. Yeah. Yeah. All, all these questions. Six are... point scores tries. Yeah. 
And, and talking about Six Nations yeah. selections, you know, Reece Summit throws up questions. Of the, well, the France Co- discussion <coughs> throws up. Um, Cooney has to be in the squad. France I mean, I know. That, well, he has Cooney to. Has to be. I know. There's always issues with particularly how how well Leinster are going at the moment, and. My learned colleagues, Mr. O'Driscoll and Mr. Craig Doyle, um, obviously both from Dublin, so we, I can get fine insight into uh, who else plays um, rugby outside of Leinster. Are they, um, when, when the um, but, but Brian, but Brian O'Driscoll, are those two just celebrating? Well, I mean, no, they're obviously they're, they're huge Leinster fans, but you, you have to, and Leinster are, are, are head and shoulders above any of those provinces, and you can get overexcited about Ulster because they're they're good, but not quite good yeah, enough. Yeah. You can get excited about Connaught, but they're they're not good enough, and Munster very much the same. So, but Cooney. Has been outstanding. The interesting selection will be whether McCloskey gets in anywhere because he's in a, he's in a yes he's played well yes he's added a little bit more to his game than just being a, a you know up and down sort of guy but he is up against you know Henshaw and Bundyaki and if you ask me does he force his way ahead of those two no he doesn't no, McCloskey he, missed a, a, an overlap in about the third minute yeah, of the game yeah, exactly. on, on he, at an international he, level he, he'd noted. had one big carry and all of a sudden he thought he was he was yeah. doing the same thing again I mean, he missed a try when you're a new Sorry, Bonzi. Just when you're someone like Galtier, you pick a statement squad. Yeah. Andy Farrell is coming in. Does he make statement selections? Is it, is it might he pick Cooney to start at nine, almost as a you know a symbol of of, of a new team? Well, I I was going to say I, I I was going to raise the question. Cooney has to Cooney's an automatic for the squad. Yeah. He has been the best player in Europe and. And when we get to selection, Jones talks about it, and sometimes we sneer at him when he says, look, you can't just look at club form. But you have to translate what you're playing with in terms of Cooney's with an Ulster team that's nothing like Leinster team. Let's put John Cooney in that Leinster team. He would tear the tournament up. He's tearing it up with Ulster anyway. And I think the question would be, it it wouldn't be a statement, it would be bordering on rugby insanity if... Cooney doesn't start. There comes a stage when loyalty has to mm. give way to form. And when you watch Connor Murray yesterday against Racing, mm. Connor's been a great player, but he is nowhere near no. Cooney. He's so far away that mm. if George Cooney, if, if George Cooney, if, John, <laughs> if George Clooney is not picked, bring in George. The Cohen brother will be furious. <laughs> no, he has to start. Has yeah. to start now. If you don't pick him, then then what sort of a message are you sending out to all the well, other players? You're, 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 and and to. to Barnsley's point around uh, Conor Murray, you know, he obviously has had his injuries with his shoulder and etc. Have we seen his best rugby? Well, you know, all the all the great players get to a point in their career yeah. where they need to be challenged by their coach and and under Schmidt in a position quite rightly because his form was was imperious was ne- was never questioned. But you know, the biggest statement you could make to him is, look, you're not good enough, um, and you need to prove to me that you are. Uh, if you want to stay in the team, mm. you want to be a part of this Ireland squad, and there's no, nothing to suggest that he can't find that form again. Yeah. Uh, he does need a tight five and a back row that could help him do that a bit more than, say, Leinster's, because as good as Munster are, they're incomparable to what Leinster have. But I think you're right. I think it'd be, it'd be it's fascinating, some fascinating selections, to Alex's point, for, for Andy Farrell in that opening. In, well, in it, the is, two, is, two, is nine and ten. Yeah. Where, are he, the, where are they in the opening game, by the way? Scotland. Scotland, yeah, tough game. I mean, they've got... Should he stick with, with Sexton, who he apparently is going to make his captain, who's 34 <coughs> and hasn't played for a while, and... Yeah, he will. And, he will. And, and he will Carberry's sti- injured, so he's he almost got no. Sexton. Yeah, well, I mean, so if you stick with Sexton, can you? Should you therefore stick with Murray as well? No, that, no. Or, the, or, the gap's or is, too great. The gap. 
If you were John Cooney and you didn't get picked now, you would think... I can't, play, f- I can't play any better than I'm playing. No, and, and the other bloke <clears throat> is nowhere near it. There does come a time, there's yeah. there's a tipping point when one bloke yeah. has to play. Has no Cooney matter- received that phone call from Eddie Jones that, that, that reads out <laughs> I mean, if, there, if, there, if there's a position that England need filling, he can do Quite the job. Incredible, yes. In every game, but bar the one yes, uh, over the weekend against Claremont, in every game in the Champions Cup, he's actually done something that's either won them the game or stopped the other team from winning them the game. And that is um, exceptional. He scored against Claremont. I was pretty, pretty he good. Scored yeah, yeah, no, no, still, still played brilliantly you yeah. know, there, but it, they did, just didn't quite win the game. But, uh, did, the, t- the, do you think Claremont are, um, are as strong as before? I just, no. No, they're, they're not as dominant at home. They're a, cha- they're they're a, change, they're a changing team, funnily enough. I mean, they're you know, Paris <coughs> is is you know on on his last legs, and and there's a number of players there that are kind of. There's been a bit of a changing of the guard there. Really, they're trying mm. to rebuild their team. Alexandra Fisher looks a very impressive player, and um, you know he came on in the second half and and got his head over the ball and and, and did very well for big, them. Big tick for Fabien Gautier putting him in the squad. A lot yeah. of people in France, a lot of my mates, uh, French journalists said. Not certain about that. He was superb. Yeah. Fetchers are still important in this game. Yeah. Well, what's the, so just just on the European thing, we we said there there are super clubs and there's a yeah. bit there's a bit of a gap going. But England might get three. I think England will have three clubs go through. But it's an exciting weekend. Uh, Alex, and, yeah. only two capable of winning it though, really, aren't they? I mean, well, as in. Exeter will qualify. Will have qualified. Exeter will qualify in second or third. Do you think they're capable of winning it, Lawrence? Really? If they, yeah, if they get home quarter final, they're, they're going to be in a semi final, and that all depends on the uh, on the draw, doesn't it? And yeah, I think they are capable of winning it. I, th- I think they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, mean <coughs> I, I would say I Toulouse I, and Leinster would be my two favourites yeah. above above Racing and Exeter. Yeah, um, oh, but, Saracens. but Saracens are fascinating because <clears throat> Saracens. We know. Uh, does anyone think that Saracens can't win? We all well, think. We all think well, hold on, they're, they're the champions. So, what, what right have we got to say they can't win? Well, I mean, well they're, they're the champions, but they, they well, th- they've won three of the last four European Cups. So, they, with, got, with the same squad that they've still got, at, by the way, at the moment. So, of course, uh, well, that, that's the, the a score hashtag, be... hashtag at the moment. TB, <laughs> TBC. But <laughs> that squad. Will, but Lawrence, that squad will be. First of all, they've got to beat Racing yeah. this weekend, which, which is a huge game. Yeah, but well, it's all, a lot of it is all down to selection, isn't it? Do, yeah. where, where do they? What do they want to do? Well, but, I think they'll bung them all in. Oh, exactly. Racing. So, so, they, so they, the question is, they're then, capable of winning. It, by the time they get to a quarter final, which where they'll have to play away, mm. they will have had a slim down squad. Well, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because the way it's looking at the moment, Leinster will have life tough in um, in, in Treviso, in you know, against Benetton, but they're likely to qualify as top seeds because I think they'll win that. Exeter, I do believe, at Sandy Park will win, so they're going to be second. And you've got this wonderful sort of uh, uh, outcome that could happen where Saracens could qualify in seventh place and end up going down to Sandy yeah. Park yeah. to play Exeter, the team that they've beaten in every Premiership final that they've played them. Um, in the uh, quarterfinal of the Champions Cup, who beat them in the Cup. Premiership only three weeks ago? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But uh, it, it, you know, in terms, no, in terms of headlines epic, and co- controversy, I mean, that's the sort friendly of friendly little game. Yeah, it'd be a lovely little game, <laughs> won't it? Warm <laughs> a warm <laughs> little occasion, like an I mean, afternoon I mean, Devon I mean, they tea. Man- they managed- you can see Harry Williams on the bench hey. in the fiftieth minute. Well, well, they, well, they managed to have an altercation. They managed to have an altercation on the sidelines. Hopefully, this time the altercations will happen on the pitch. Yeah, Tony Rowe will close off a lane on the motorway to give them a welcome journey down. To Exeter. My um, my granny went to. Sorry, my mother-in-law. Can we just go that again? Your <laughs> granny. <laughs> you don't want to get that one yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's, that's, she, 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 she would be happy with that. 
my Edit, mother, leave my, that in, actually. Yeah, OK, I'm, I'm in trouble now. My, my, my wonderful mother-in-law went, went to, the, um, to that Exeter uh, uh, Saracens game just after Christmas. She's just sitting four rows back from, the, from that big um, bust-up at the end. She thought it was absolutely wonderful. So we'll get her a ticket for that as well. What do you think about... This is an interesting what one. I think no? of my granny. And you guys go to rugby grounds all over the country, excluding Europe, you know, Europe where Claremont clearly is a cathedral, the Ernest Wallon is, a, is an amazing place. Mm. What, what, is the, what, what is the best atmosphere now in, the Premier, in, 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 in English yeah, rugby clubs? Because I, I, you know, I know everyone default setting King's Home Gloucester, but actually I don't oh, believe that. No, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's become Sandy Park, actually, yeah, because so. for me there's, there's more than... There's a number of things that make, the, you know, make up what makes a, a good ground. Obviously, the fans are the most important thing, and you'd have to say that Exeter Chiefs fans are, are pretty amazing. The ground itself and then the way it's set up, but also the rugby that's played and the players and what they bring to the party too. And in the days when Gloucester used to be Gloucester and they played the way they played, and they played it for 80 minutes, I, I would argue and agree with that. But I think now, for me, Sandy Park is has become the place to go. Oh Yeah, I, I think I'd agree. I was at, at King's Home. When, when we go to King's Home, we sit on the, the back of the main stand. And, and I know that the, the shed is, is a sort of a... Um, Institution, really. Institution. I was going to say iconic, and then I looked at Barnsley and remembered the conversation we had, <laughs> we had a few weeks ago. That's a, long, that's a long word for the shed. They wouldn't understand iconic. But you, know, you, you, you talk to players about what, what they hear from there, but it doesn't actually it doesn't reach the other side of the, of the stadium. So yeah. I mean, Welford Road in, I, the, in the old days when it was absolutely fizzing, uh, the wreck probably previously when you won absolutely everything. You know, it tends to go with winning rugby, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah apart from Alliance Park, which is a slight anomaly creates, in that. Yeah. It creates a noise. They have the chant. They have, it, I think it's a it's a great place to go. Anyway, I don't know why we talked about that, but it's it's just it's just an interesting point. But you um, brought it up. Well, I just think Sandy Park has become. Well, I thought it was. I, a, I, I thought it was a good, good thing to bring. It's a good diversion. Sandy Park is 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 become the, the the place in England to go and watch your rugby in terms of what you're getting, quality of rugby, pasties, the, 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 the pasties, oh, the, the fans. <laughs> it's a, it's just a bloody long way away, but it's good. It's good fun. Uh, Franklin's Gardens. I I enjoy going there a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's that's a. Proper nice yeah, stadium. Just... Lawrence is wincy, doesn't no, he? No, really? no, I, li- I like it a lot, and, I, and I, I agree with you. I just think it's a bit nice there, though. Do you know what I mean? The it's veggie pasties are brilliant. brilliant. I like it, and I don't mean this in any bad way towards Northampton fans. It's just all a bit nice. Nice. Is it? Yeah. nice. I thought Exeter fans. Well, were... as in, as in, you know, it's not. It's, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, it's not fierce. Lawrence, yeah, but uh... Exeter fans were nice to Saracens three weeks ago. I thought they were going to be far worse. Yeah, they're just nice people. How place, how, how long? They are. Before we get a little bit bored with the uh, chant, the Tom Holt chant, well, I've got to be honest, I, you know, someone who grew up with Bob Dylan's sort of yeah. acid-based lyrics to get that, oh, for 80 minutes. No one else is offering anything. Uh, well, we've got then, you know, glass. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you barf. Yeah. Watching the Kansas City Chiefs oh, no. fans oh, doing that go. last night, 80,000, it was pretty special. Yeah. What, do they do the Tomahawk yeah, yeah, chant? Yeah. What, they do the same chant? Did they get it from Edison or Edison no, take it? They, they, they've been around longer. But just linking, the, linking these points together. I didn't know that. No, nor did Sorry, I. Going it's back information places. Going back to your well. super clubs. You know, we talk about Claremont, and they've got this t- this this T-shirt that they've had printed this year. Is this our year? And they've got the you know it's crossed out all the years where they got to a final and lost. And then you know I'm just looking at it going. No, it's not your year. Definitely not because you're not good enough to win it again this year. I don't think. But. They've won 75 out of 82 ga- European games at that ground, right? That's pretty impressive. Mm. So what makes them a super club 
is at the moment is their fans because their fans are so, oh. they're, they're, you know, are, are so they're, they're probably the best fans <coughs> in Europe in terms of they, they're there and they also will travel absolutely anywhere to go and follow their team in numbers. And you've got to say that number of times that's probably what's got them over the line at home. So that makes them a super club, but they're not really a super club until they win the play. Well, what's that, th- that takes us back to the early years of this tournament when Munster had this incredible support, and they still do, to be fair. Munster's fans carry them to home wins at Toman Park. They go there in their numbers, and they saw them over the line as well. And they, they did become a super club, but I agree. I think... Clermont have overtaken Munster's fans now as the most colourful in this tournament. Alex, I've got this view that I don't know, it's the 25th anniversary of the Champions Cup this year. Toulouse were the first winners way back in whenever. And I've just got this, there's a momentum. I know Leinster are playing outstanding rugby and Saracens can't be discounted. And, you know, I put my flag up for Exeter just for a second. But Toulouse have got something going with them this year. They're top 14 champions. They, they play champagne rugby when they want to. But actually they travel to Gloucester and Connaught and Montpellier and won three times away from home, which mm. is something you just don't get mm. in French rugby. They've got those players you talked about, Dupont, Entomac, but they've also got real substance up front as well. Kano's great. Uh, and, 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 the game, and I think they're motivated because the final is in Marseille this year. Um, and with everything, yeah, with yeah, everything yeah. that Gautier is yeah. doing around French rugby, I think there's a force behind Toulouse it that I think like the it. rest of the teams are going to have to do something to really change. And, and they've beaten the best. They've beaten Leinster. And so they've got that knowledge that they can do that. Now, I'm not saying they are going to win it, but there's a feeling behind me that, that thinks they might be Toulouse's year this year. If they get to Marseille, they're going to take some beating. The mm. question for Toulouse, I've got to make sure or hope that they don't end up in a semi-final at, at somewhere like Leinster. That would be their problem. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. OK, just for the, the weekend coming, Toulouse, home to Gloucester, which we'd expect them to win, <coughs> and, and they want to win because they won a home semi, uh, home quarterfinal, mm. but Gloucester, something in that for them, unlikely to win. For, for me, the, the really big game for English clubs is Northampton against Lyon, because if Northampton win that away, they're almost definitely through. And um, Saracens there is a massive home game against Racing, which... I would sort of expect them to win that. So I think two. I think two of those three English clubs will get a win and go through. And and Northampton, who rested, or, or so they gave a lot of first team players a regeneration week, as their the way they put it. They they rested Dan Bigger and Alex Waller and Tom Wood, and they're all back mm. the Leon game. But Leon are not only out, but they played Toulon yeah, in the yeah, top fourteen after. the week after, mm, which I think is. Second v third, yeah, and it, take, it takes them way clear. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's you know Northampton needs to go there and get a result, but actually, it, you know, the circumstances give them a good chance of, well, of Le- getting what they need. Le- Leon looked like the least committed team 
in Europe. And it's not just this year. Oh, last year a good was the prize every year, isn't it? Last, the last, least last year was their Kassar first. Or Pomo's year. Last year was their first year in Europe. They showed no new excitement and were absolutely hopeless. And they're just as bad this year. They will field a second team. Leon are not one of the super clubs in terms of the strength of squad. And while I would say Northampton, I would be worried because they're not playing well. You know, even in that game against Wasps, they fought it out, but they are way, way short of their form. Yeah. I think with yeah. the prize that's at stake, they can go there and maybe not get a bonus point, but win. What's really interesting, I mean, we've got the, the way it stands at the moment, you've got Leinster, number one, Exeter, Toulouse, Racing, Claremont. Okay, they've all qualified. Mm-hmm. They may not all finish in those top five positions. There's going to be a bit of juggling, depends on who, mm. who well, wins. I think they all need to win, don't they? They, they all need home, to win, yeah, so, so that, that's what's good for us. But they're all going to be there or thereabouts. Then you've got Ulster and Saracens. Ulster, if they win in Bath, Which I think they'll they probably be the be. second team that'll come out of that Claremont pool. Yeah. And then all eyes for me are on Saracens, because that's the big story. Can they beat Racing? Racing have already qualified, remember, so that does change the dynamics for them. That it will come down to selection, and as you you know, you, you guys seem to be very close to what's happening. So you understand uh, what's going on there. So their selection will be pretty much full on. So I think they will qualify as the seventh place. So the big debate for all of us really is who out of Gloucester Saints and Glasgow potentially. Uh, Munster, I don't think will qualify. Well, Munster, he, Munster need, needs a lot to go wrong. Well, no, with but, the he, other but even, don't even they? if they're level on, they need every result. Even yeah, if yeah, they finish yeah. level on Saracens, the aggregate score Saracens are plus two. So it's definitely going to be Gloucester Saints or Glasgow outside chance. And you know, you, you, I, I think it's Saints, isn't it? Well, really? I, I got to say, Lol, uh, you're writing off Racing a little bit prematurely here. Um, like you, I think Saracens might be able to nullify them, but I think it's a tremendous game, and. Racing, if they are European contenders, have to get out of this mindset of thinking we're through, so it's not quite as important as it is for Saracens, who have to win. But Racing must realise that if they are going to win this European Cup, they've got to stay in La Défense as long as they can. They've got to get everything their way, and they do have the team to beat Saracens. And Saracens will throw everything at it. But, but as you say, it's just a different mentality, isn't it? We know we're through, so we don't have to win. No, no, no. But it, we're, we're through, but we I have think, to win. I think, you saw, it with Exeter, I think yeah. you saw it with Exeter at the weekend. As yeah, soon, as, soon as they'd secured the two points, there was a drop, and Glasgow came right back at them, and it ended up being a draw. Well, I think also, and, Lawrence, you know, they actually went out, Exeter, a little bit looser than normal, because yeah. they thought, let's get those yeah. tries, let's get the points. Yeah. But if Racing do click, and they have players, yeah. you know... Uh, Russell, Vakatawa, Teddy oh. Toma, they have world-class players who could lacerate Saracens. <coughs> and, and Saracens are under massive pressure because every time they play, be it a second team, a hybrid of first or second, or a first team, they have to get a result. And, and this is tough for them. Yeah. At some stage, this pressure of every week being a game you've got to win. You know, Lawrence, well, that's if why every game was a final, yeah. it would, you couldn't keep that, that, winning. That's that. why this, this game is the standout game. Because yeah. Saracens have got to win, and they've got to try and win well but they've got to win, and, and Racing have got to win as well. Uh, mm. Whereas all the other ones, you say, Leon not really bothered, Gloucester, without Cipriani, I'm not sure they can. Yeah. OK, all right. So we, we've talked for um, a spend amount of time about, about Europe, and we haven't really even got on to England. Monday we're recording this. Next Monday, the England squad is announced for the Six Nations. Well, Alex um, is our expert <clears> on it, all things England. He's plugged into... Do you actually know who's in it already? Because yeah. you know everything. No, if I knew, it would be in the paper. <laughs> But I'm working on it. Okay, well, well let, let, let's just go through a few well, positions bolters, then. Bolters are interesting, <clears throat> aren't they? A few positions. Who do we think should should or will be playing? They're two, two very different things. Should or will be playing at uh, Scrum Half? Uh, a flanker. 
I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at this, right? Alex Mitchell is potentially an outstanding player, but he's been injured all season. Yeah. I saw what you said about Harry Randall, um, but... Yeah, Breve and not really... Uh, Eddie Jones ain't going to look at 52-3 against Breve and say, blimey, that's a compelling case. No, but but Eddie, but Eddie's... He has mentioned he, He's had an affection for... That's the wrong word, completely. He's he's no. he's liked uh, he has. Randall for a while. He he has, but... What's his job, Eddie, though? What's his job at the moment? Is it to... Because like it, it, it was different with the World Cup. <laughs> completely was, right, it, Lawrence. It was you, different. You're absolutely on the point his, his job is to win the next game, right? And his job mm. is to win the next one after that. And for me, his job is to win this year's Six Nations Championship and win it well. Yeah. You were World Cup finalists, right? You had an amazing World Cup. You came back, you were disappointed. This team needs to kick on and win something, which, right? Which, so his job is not to think, pick Harry Randall and think that in four years' time he's going to be the... the uh, you know, we've got to take the South African approach now and we need to win something. Right? And if he, if he hasn't got a scrum half who can pass, why not get another flanker? We've got so many ball-carrying back rowers. We can do a burger masco and make it work. Are you actually being forwards. serious now, Barnsley? I'll leave it. I thought you I'll, 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 being a... A bit kind of barnsley ironic there, but no, you're well, passing on with it. The listeners to think you get a, another. But what you're referring to is is the suggestion that Ben Curry could be a, a scrum off. That's is that what you're saying, is it? Which is oh no, which I, is what Eddie Jones has suggested. Has he? I didn't even know he suggested that. I didn't know he suggested that. There are so many. So who's your flank options. who's going to play nine then? Yeah, it might be Curry. It might be. I, I didn't know Eddie had said that. By the way, it might be Underhill. I just, I think at the moment England's best game is being dynamic. 10 yards either side of the breakdown. You know, let's let's forget the scrum. That was a one-off against South Africa. They've got to fix it. But England were very good hitting hard and dynamic around fringes. What about Jack Nowell as your nine if you want an anti-establishment? Uh, that's not a bad call. I like Mitchell. I, I cannot see a nine who is ready. Eddie's number nine project over four years was, I think, one of his biggest failures. Well, that and Tighthead have been his two issues. Yeah, and they yeah. were the two issues that came back to haunt him during the World Cup, can we, sadly. Yeah. Can we just say, on that issue, I'm going to defend Eddie a little bit here at nine. I think he got it totally wrong by just sticking with Youngs and Care and then Jefferson and Care and having no real option. Um, but culturally, England is not a good place for scrum halves. You watch breakdowns and you just see a mass of flopped bodies with slow ball. We live in an age where scrum halves think it's trendy and cool to just roll that ball backwards and take forever. And they don't seem to be thinking. Defences just resetting themselves. Scrum halves need to be fast. Now, Eddie Jones with Tanaka in 2015 knew what he wanted. He had a scrum half who was quick. England need a sort of Nagari type, the Japanese scrum half. But the culture of the English game is such, we have very few teams who see the breakdown as an opportunity to accelerate the game. Mm. It's a chance to nullify the opposition. And until we do that, we will find it very hard because even South Africa, who play no rugby or very little rugby, because they're big men lol, they hit it hard and they can give. If he wants it, there's the option of quick ball for Faf de Klerk. We don't have that option. If we all agree that England have to win... The winning the Six Nations is the priority. And they've, also got a, they've also got a yeah. great opportunity, I think, to win it. The, because the, other, then, other who is the, then who is the nine? That, that's the question. But that, You'll it, say Ben Youngs. Well, no, no, I definitely wouldn't go Ben Youngs. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, but now that I, did, I really didn't know Jones had said that, I can see the reason for doing that, because England, if they are not going to generate super quick ball, then you might as well have another forward, the ninth forward. 
the Bergamasco experiment, and maybe it works, carrying round and round again. The England need to win something, all right, and they need to win something this season because you don't get to a World Cup final, you don't beat New Zealand and get to a World Cup final and then not be good enough to win something. Yeah. So we've got another two-year cycle with this squad. There'll be a few tweaks, a few changes. Then you start building for the World Cup in two years' time. The difference is Ireland, for example... They can, under Farrell, completely rebuild. Because their World Cup was so poor, they were so static, they were so slow, they can start again. He's got licence. England, apart from the final, were the best team in that tournament. Mm. And then South Africa took them out. So, as Lawrence says, England, they can make, you know, I would want in Jones' squad one or two young players coming through, Mm. sort of the green shoots towards the future. But England do need to win. Whereas Ireland, Scotland... They have got to actually... They can start playing again because they had such calamitous World Cups. Um, I think Wales, with a completely new style of management, will have a different style of playing, which means Wales, in a weird way, will be under pressure, but they will be playing a very different brand of rugby. So it, it all comes down to England really being the team who have to do it, and they're up there, and France, the team who can do it, but have shed everything and said, right, 2023, finals in Paris, we start here. And, you know, it's like last year. Warren Gatland said if we win in Paris, we'll win the Grand Slam. Not yeah, we just, could. just one other one other position. Who would you uh, be picking as fullback? Elliot Daly minutes. was the best fly- fullback in England. He'd be, he'd be played regularly there for Saracens, wouldn't he? Uh, ahead of Alex Good, ahead of um, uh, Liam Williams. If he Max Malins. Max Malins. So Elliot Daly has gone to Saracens for lots of reasons, but not to play fullback. Let me tell you that now. As Alex Zosky went Saracens for lots of reasons, but didn't end up playing ten. Yeah. And uh, Anthony Watson, at his best, is a better fullback. No, no, I disagree. Do you not? No, well, he because, doesn't kick as well as David. Hang on, right, hit full, the line as well as him. The trouble is, we're, we're, we're talking about what you tangibly see here. Watson hits an amazing line. He's powerful. He's a fine finisher. But if you watch Daly play. What's the way he bosses the wings? He bosses the back row forward who's dropping back. He's a very intelligent rugby player with a vision, mm. and he can do other things as well. He struggled at international level at fullback under the high boy. He really has. No, struggled. he has. No, Lawrence, he really has struggled. Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence, I, I, I don't. Funny that can cost you games. Yeah, I, I don't mean, dispute that. But there's a vast <clears> amount of the game that isn't just the high boy. Not suggesting he shouldn't and, be and in the team or the good. squad. I think he's a, he's an outstanding footballer. But he, more and more, he seems to be played by other people on the wing. Oh, right? uh, to be I, honest, I remember I, having this conversation on, on the ruck during the World Cup early stages. Um, <laughs> we had this conversation on the ruck. We have, and, and, three and, years. and um, it was about it was about the, the fullback position. And and the point I made then, and I th- probably still make it now. I think until someone like a Furbank comes through and and, and nails down um, his position is that if you drew up a checklist of all the qualities you want from a fullback, Daly's your man. Elliot Daly ticks yeah. more boxes well, okay. than, than any of the others. See, in, in, in my view. But can they not? All, can they not interchange like Josh Lucian and, and, like, and Jason Robinson used to do? Yeah. You would like to see that, but that's <clears> still that. That's no reason why Daly shouldn't actually be the man starting no, okay. at, at fifteen. All right, so Daly's at fullback, right? Because Fur, Furbank is running beautiful lines. Okay. Yeah. But that's one angle of the game, one aspect of the game, and it's not about being a test match player. And Watson is sexy to see, but he doesn't run a game like Dirty Cats. Now, I never thought I'd say this, but if you watch Harlequins, whose defence is really shoddy, their defence is shoddy because there's a 34-year-old bloke called Brown who, for his years, has shouted to his wings, he's 13, he runs it like a, a a premiership goalkeeper. Mm. Talking all the time, and none of us in journalism 
we're guilty of not watching what they're saying, how they gesticulate. Yeah, Harlequins, so, yeah. Harlequins are getting <clears> stuffed <throat> defensively because Mike Brown is not running the show. Don't care about Chisholm's running game. Uh, that's important. And Daly is very good. He's a bright player. God knows Jones has given him enough chances at fullback. And I think he sees the game well. And to me, it's not just about power and pace. And incision, it's about vision and scene. And I think Daly's the best there. I, th- I think the dimension that he gives England in attack as a as a playmaker and a, 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 with his that boot, his well. with, and with that boot, for me, get, gets him the nod over Anthony Watson, who I'd have back on the wing because I think he's a great strike. So runner, everyone, the point is, there's not there's not a perfect, it, but, there's not but a perfect, perfect candidate, candidate. Not a perfect which candidate. is why he's looking at George Furbank. I'm not saying he yeah. is either because to your yeah. point, Lawrence. You're not going to pick George Furbank no. against France in three weeks' time. You you might want him in your squad and and, and work on him over the next two years if you think he's yeah. he's yeah. the future. But but there's no ideal candidate. And, pre- and uh, some of those other selections. Is, I mean, if we go to the front row, which is you know Carl Sinclair obviously playing very uh, Jamie George, Mako Vanapola, Joe Marler. Is Joe Marler going to carry on? Yes, it seems to be the indication. I mean, there has to be another tight head that comes in. Harry Williams has got. I mean, he's got to Williams, elevate himself. Will, Will Stewart. Will Stewart playing mm. well. Harry Williams. I mean, we're talking about France in Paris. We're talking about France in Paris. Do you? Do, you know? Do, does uh, where scrummaging will be a big, a yeah. big thing? Is Dan, <laughs> is Dan Cole given a reprieve and said no? That was just a one-off anomaly, and it sure, just happened. I, I surely, surely, sure with Dan now. That, that's there okay. are a few players. When Jones talked about the thirty percent, and it's dangerous. to trust what Eddie says because he as Alex said <laughs> he can change on the wind but surely Dan Cole and I is one of those selections Lawrence where yeah. you say right that was the end of the road there are certain areas where you can say it's a new cycle. We have to begin again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I well, agree. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to pick the team that Eddie's going to pick. I'm not. I mean, that's not our job. You know, he he's the he's the England coach. He knows the team that he wants. I'm trying to pick the team that I would pick. And if I was there, I would pick Carl Sinclair with Harry Williams at so you, And you wouldn't have Dan Cole in the squad no, anymore. That's no, pointless. No, not, no, no, because. I don't think he he or or his squad or, or the team that he's playing in are anywhere near you know playing well and, uh, compared to where they used to be. This England team have moved forward, and they, they you know the, the balance between how much is led by Eddie and how much is led by the team has shifted seismically from when he, Eddie first took over to where they are now. And I genuinely believe that, you know the players should be arriving at Peniel Park or Portugal or wherever they're going, saying you know we want to we want to we want to win this you know Six Nations. And I know they say that anyway, but really driving everything that tells you that they that they're the ones that are going to make the decisions do you, do you think, that are going to do you win think that. that's the case I, mean, I, I, I always think, thought of Eddie as a I think it shift I think the balance of you know talk the leadership and, and the, the core group I mean the Toji was outstanding the, if it's you know, shifted it hasn't gone a long way Eddie is still he's still the king he still has the keys to the kingdom yeah. and the players are still quite daunted by him I don't, I don't think that's changed Anyway, listen, that's that's a good time to move on because we've been yabbering on for too long, apparently. Thanks, gents. Uh, do we have a, a God and a Goddess of the Week? Don't we always have one? Well, we, we do. Barnsley, do you have one? Yeah, my drinking buddy, Chris Boyd. Isn't it lovely uh, for a, a director of rugby not to say, yeah, well, we didn't play very well, but hey, we got the four points. We and I'm the... proud of the team because they came back. We got the job done and it's not pretty, but sometimes you've got to do that. What was his phrase? Hang on, let me open the paper now. Well, that's my column there. And here's Alex. Saint hopes alive. I've disgustingly dreadful. Any man who calls his team disgustingly dreadful Get is your my vote. idea of <laughs> a vote-winning He's a good week. man. Lawrence? Uh, I think uh, Wayne Barnes, really, uh, for his ability to communicate with both sides in French and in English mm. and uh, also for being the best referee, uh, but the best referee in both languages too. Yeah. 
Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> He's the god of the week. The god of the week, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't after 10 minutes, but yeah, I know no, what you mean. Know. <laughs> and for me, uh, Varima Vakatawa, who, oh. I mean, if there is a player that England could do with, well, we mentioned both of them, John Cooney and Vakatawa. If you put those in the England well, team, they'd be quite handy, wouldn't they? He, he, was, for, he was a gift from the gods. And yeah. it has been all season. It, it was wonderful. Alex Lawrence Barnsey, thanks very much indeed. This was The Ruck. We're back next week as ever. Thank you, everyone, for listening and downloading, and have a great week. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,